Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Pillars of Life podcast, where we explore different techniques and strategies to improve our physical, mental, and social health. I'm your host, Harry Evans, and in today's episode, we are going to discuss the step-by-step guide on how to set up your gym training routine. This episode will centre around our physical pillar, and we will explore such things as the ideal days to work out on, how many sets and reps you should be doing, and what exercises you should include. I will run through a whole step-by-step guide on how you should set up your training inside the gym. If you do like the sound of that and want to level up your physical, mental and social health, then stay tuned and consider subscribing for weekly episodes on self-improvement on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you have listened to the podcast and found anything interesting, then please do consider leaving a review and sharing the episode as this is the only way we will grow. And finally, you can also follow me for daily tips on Twitter and Instagram at Harry Evans PT. But for now, let's... episode 13 of the pillars of life podcast i hope you enjoyed the new music as i'm hoping that i've found some decent music because i know when on the past few episodes the tools that i put the music into um to improve the quality that the music gets a bit disorientated and sounds a bit robotic so hopefully i've found some nice music that you can listen into and it's nice and short but any feedback is much appreciated And just another quick one that if you are liking the podcast, then do remember to download the podcast, subscribe so you don't miss out on any episodes as we look to release weekly episodes to help you improve your physical, mental and social health. But in today's episode, I want to discuss the step-by-step guide on how to set up your training. I'm going to discuss things such as what is your objective when you're going to train? Is it strength, hypertrophy, endurance? How many days a week can you train? What exercises should you be using, whether that's compound, supersets, isolations? What repetitions and sets you should use? How you should train, whether that's be to failure or should you leave one or two reps in advance or in the backlog, whether you should train to failure or not. That's up to the debate and I will go into that. Um, and also how to progress and log. But the reason I'm doing this step-by-step guide is, you know, I want to help people improve their physical health. And one main way we can do that is getting in the gym and training properly. And this is what I want this guide to allow you to do. I want it to be whatever your goals are to allow you to get into that gym and know how to train efficiently and effectively to start to look and feel good. Because the benefits this has on your physical, mental and social health cannot be understated. So stick around if you want to learn how to set up your training to look good and also feel good. So where to start? I'd say start at the very start. Step number one, identify what your objective is. When you go into the gym or when you have a training block, you should know what your goal is. So for me, it's to look bigger. It's to put on more muscle. But what does this mean? Well, this is what we call hypertrophy or hypertrophy. This is the training needed to try and allow us to put on more muscle, to gain muscle in the areas that we want to. However, 
Your objective could be purely to put on strength. You want to lift the most as you possibly could. That could be your objective. And if it is, you will train differently. On another note, you may want to increase your endurance. And I'm not talking about cardio because we can do another episode on that. This guide will center strictly on in the gym and using weights. But if you wanted to increase your endurance on how many reps you can do, then this would also dictate how you would set up your training. So if you before you decide that you want to work out and go in the gym, just have a little think, what do I want to get out of this training? Do I want to be the strongest I most possibly want to be? Do I want to look the best that I most possibly could? Do I want to have the most muscle that I can? Or do I want to be able to lift the most for the most longer amount of time? And that would be endurance. So I would say, number one, identify what what you want to get out of your training. For me, personally, I like to train for hypertrophy. But I also do some strength work. And it can tie over a little bit that I'll get into. The objectives of this is mainly through your volume and your repetitions. But once you've decided, then stick with it at least for six to 12 weeks. After, I would say 12 weeks, then if you want to focus on your strength training instead of your hypertrophy, then be my guest and do that. But make sure you give it six weeks in that training pattern. Step number two, once you've decided how many or what objective that you want to get out of your training, whether that is strength, hypertrophy, or endurance. Step number two is to decide how many days a week can you train. For me, I want to train four days a week, so this dictates what type or what split of training I can do, because we want to hit the muscle groups two times a week, each muscle group two times a week. So if you can only train three days a week, then you should do full body workouts. So you can hit each muscle group at least two times a week. If you can train four times a week, then you should do upper, lower splits. If you can train five times a week, I would recommend doing push-pull legs, upper, lower. And then if you can train six times a week, you may opt to do push-pull legs, rest, push-pull legs. Ensure you have at least one rest day minimum in that week. Do not train seven times a week because you will burn out and you will not allow sufficient rest for your muscles to grow. And that's for any sort of training block. So make sure you are resting enough, but dictate how many days a week you can actually work out consistently and then you'll be able to, to see which split is best for you. Personally, I work out five days a week, so I do push, pull, legs, rest, upper, lower, rest and repeat. Do I always stick with this? No. Sometimes if I miss a workout, say I do upper, lower, rest, upper, lower, and then I've obviously missed out a workout. I've tailored it to those four days. So if you've only got four days to work out in that week, I personally would recommend doing upper, lower instead of your push-pull legs. You get get the drift. But if not, and you want to stick to that workout, do that because the seven-day period that we call a week our muscles don't know what this is, so don't stress about it too much. If you do push-pull legs six days a week, but this week you're only going to do it five days a week, start with the other workout. So you do push-pull legs, push-pull, and then you would usually do legs, but then you're going to have two days rest. Just do your leg workout again and start it again. Your rest period, your rest day can change, so do not stress.
But yeah, step number two is working out how many days a week can you train and then tailoring the right split to allow you to hit your muscle groups two times a week. Step number three is to determine what exercises you should use. Now, this can vary from person to person, but how I feel you should set up your workout is around those compound lifts. And these include deadlifts, squats, bench press or chest press, pull-ups, and I don't think there's anything else I'm really missing out. Potentially shoulder press as well. That would be a compound lift. But those pulling and pressing movements, some rows as well, whether you want to do bent over row or dumbbell row, you can consider that a compound movement. But the main one for that will be deadlifts. Get those compound movements. And if you don't know them, research them. I'll just give you a handful there. And center your workouts around those exercises. So if, like me, you've decided to work out five days a week for your pull session, you will have two, only two, main compound movements. So that could be for your pull session. They may be pull-ups, and then they may also be some bent-over rows. They will be your two main compound lifts. And they're the ones you're going to go all out on, and you're going to progress these lifts. These compound lifts will allow you to hit multiple muscles in that one exercise, whereas isolations only allow you to hit that isolated movement hence the name isolation it's pretty self-explanatory but yeah so compound movements are what the bread and butter and are key to our training so focus on them if you don't know what compounds are like i said research them and then once you've got your compounds in place for those days so upper lower you may have deadlifts and squats on your lower days and then for your upper days you may have bench press and pull-ups then for the rest of those exercises that you want to choose from choose isolation exercises so that could be lateral raises for your shoulders it could be chest flies for your chest obviously could be calf raises for you guessed it your calves but pick those isolations that you enjoy i think i'd say mainly that's the best part that you enjoy and you can feel your muscles working so you should have your compounds those two work two compound exercises at the start of your workout then get three isolation exercises bonus tip when it comes to choosing exercises when you're setting up your routine throw in some supersets so at the end of my workout i like to do a nice superset for my arms which will be some bicep curls into some tricep pull downs another tip for when you're doing supersets is try and do them for antagonizing muscles so not ones that pair each other so if i'm doing a superset i may do my back and my chest i may do my biceps and my triceps i wouldn't do my chest my shoulders because they get my chest gets fatigued even when sorry my shoulders get fatigued even when i'm doing the bench press so you don't want to do the same the same supersets for the exercises that already fatigue when you're doing the other exercise you want to try and spread it out but for me when it comes to choosing those exercises pick the two main compounds that you can progress and do two of them each session then pick about three isolation exercises And then for a little bonus tip, throw in a superset at the end of your session to get a real good pump and feel like you're Arnie or Ronnie Coleman. (laughs) So that was step number three. So now you've got step number one, which is what is the objective? And once you've identified that, number two, how many days a week you can train? Number three, what exercises to include? Now number four, step number four, is to work out what repetitions and sets you should be doing. So for reps, 
this comes back to the objective, the first step, and this is why it's important to define it in the first step. So if you've identified that you want to increase your strength, you should be looking to work out in the one to five rep range. So that means you'd be doing a minimum of one rep to a maximum of five reps. Then if you want to do hypertrophy workouts, this can vary. You can do about six to 12 repetitions. So this may be, you may work out one week on the bench press and you put on 70 kg and you do that for 10 reps. Then the next week you do it for 11. Then the next week you finally hit 12 and then you put on 75 and start the process all over again. It really is that simple. Start at a weight that you can get a minimum of eight reps, build up to when you can do 12 reps and then start the process all over again. A bonus tip again that I personally like to do is I pivot my pivot device. That doesn't even make sense. I use a pyramid structure <laughs> to use my uh, workouts with. So I will do uh, a set and it will probably be about six reps. Then my second set will be about eight reps once I've lowered the weight. And then I will do my last set, which will be the lowest weight, but I'll do the highest reps of 10 to 12. And I look to progress in each rep range. If you are trying to do more endurance work, then your repetitions will be higher. So it'll be higher than that 12, uh, 12 rep range. So you may be going for 13, 14, 15, even 20 plus if you're looking for that endurance. But that's why it's important to define your objective. Look at what you want to do. So if you want to build more muscle, hit that 8 to 12 rep range. When it, came, when it comes to sets, keep it simple. Keep it nice and simple. For each muscle group, hit a minimum of six to eight sets a week. So this is why it's important again for you to work out how many days a week you can train. So in that upper and lower split of those four days, you'll be able to work out on like a spreadsheet or on a piece of paper even how many times or how many sets you've done for your chest. So you might do three on the first session and then you might do three in the second session. So in a week cumulative, you've done six sets for your chest. And that's what I would say, or I would call a minimum. Look to do at least six. It push the weight if you can, and then anything over eight is, is you're getting up to higher volume. I wouldn't recommend doing anything above 12 sets a week for any one muscle group, unless you're really looking to grow it. If you really want to grow your chest, but let's be honest, if you're not bothered about your calves, I would spend more time training your chest than I would my calves. That's simple maths. Put more effort into those muscle groups that you want to work out and grow. I think, again, another bonus tip. If you really want to grow your biceps, then make sure you prioritize your bicep training. So, one, you may up the frequency. So, you may train biceps three times a week rather than two. In the volume, you may do more sets. But put them at the start of your workout when you're fresh, when you know you can lift the most weight. Because if you just leave them to the end of your workout every week, you're not going to be able to train them as hard as if you when you were fresh. So prioritize those muscle groups that you really want to grow. Now we've sorted steps one to four. I would say the final step, step number five, is progression. So every week, write out how many sets and weights and reps you are doing and look to beat them week on week. Now, I never used to know this, but you won't beat your reps and sets every week. And God forbid, sometimes they may even 
go backwards. I know that it feels like the world's ending, but it does happen, unfortunately, even for us meatheads out there. But look to progress each week. Get a logbook, get your notes section out and just detail your workout week on week. And like I said before, so if you're doing bench press for 70 kg this week and you got eight reps, then look to get nine reps this week. Look for those minimal games. If you've got nine reps, then look for 10 reps. And then if you've hit your top rep range, so say that's 12, if you're training in a hypertrophy manner, then once you've hit 12 reps, up the weight. And then you can only do this by progressing. So trust me, logbooking is key to putting on muscle. Because if we don't progressively overload, now that's a buzzword in all the fitness, but it's true. If we don't progressively overload, then we won't build muscle. And who the hell doesn't want to build muscle? I know I do. And so that's why I logbook and i feel like you should do you should too so step number five is to progress every week and logbook your sessions because i know a lot of beginners who start out they say oh yeah i'm going to the gym four or five times a week and they'll have been doing this for three months and they're like oh but i haven't put on any muscle i'd be like how many times have you logged your training they're like what's that and how the hell are you supposed to progress anything if you can't refer back to what you moved last week so make sure you get your logbook out and start start progressing so that is step number five again bonus tip i'm liking the bonus tips this week so it's to train to failure now this is up for debate a lot of people say oh you don't have to train to failure you can keep one to two reps in reserve yada 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 (laughs) i know i can train to failure i also know how it feels when i don't train to failure Training to failure is a hell of a lot more fun than not training to failure. And it will help you gain a lot more muscle than if you are just going through the motions. Most people who have never trained to failure won't be able to do it straight away. It's a skill that you have to acquire. And to be honest with you, I fell out of it a bit. I'm not going to as much failure as possible because I'm focusing on running and I don't really want to get too many doms and stuff because when you train to true failure trust me you'll get doms but try to train at least two two reps in reserve so that means if i put a gun to your head you would only be able to do two more reps and then you physically won't be able to do any more one more rep is there you go and then failure is clearly if i again i don't really like the analogy but if i had a gun to your head and said do one more set do one more rep, sorry, you won't be able to do one. And that's where we should all aspire to to try and get to. So try and train to failure and your gains will thank you for it. And that is my step-by-step guide on how to set up your training in about five steps. (laughs) I've named it five steps, but really I gave a few bonus tips and stuff, but I think the five steps is really all you need. So number one, define your objective. Number two, Define how many days a week you can train and choose your split from that. Number three, what exercises you should use and focusing on compounds and then isolations. Number four, how many reps and sets you should do. And then number five, progressing and logbooking. Five and a half was training to failure. But I really do hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Pillars of Life podcast. And if you have, can I kindly ask you to please leave a review, whether that's a five-star rating on Spotify or if you're down in the comments in Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to your podcast to. If you please could leave a review, it would mean the world to me. 
And as well, if you want to share this with a friend, then please do, because I'm trying to grow the podcast, as you know, and the more ears we get and the more people I can reach out to, the better. So please do consider subscribing and sharing an episode with a friend. And finally, if you do want more tips on how to improve your mental, physical and social health, then follow me on Twitter at Harry Evans PT, where I post daily on little tips and tricks on how I can help you improve those pillars of your life. But for this week, thank you very much. and We will see you next time.